Thanks for listening to Leadership Level Up. I'm Brian Prairie. And I'm Dr. Jeff Williamson. I am just starting my leadership journey. And I've been guiding leaders for 30 years. Our podcast aims to shine a spotlight on outstanding leaders and provide a platform for them to describe their leadership journey and share the guiding principles that have helped them become great leaders. Welcome to Leadership Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Williamson. My co-host, Brian Prairie, is here with us as well. Today, we're joined by our friend, Antonio Marshall. A lot of people call him Tone. For short, and uh, he is the chaplain at Olivet Nazarene University, and we're excited to have him here to talk about some influences in his leadership journey and what leadership looks like for him yeah. today as the newer chaplain at Olivet. Yeah. Welcome, thank Tom. You. Good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, I've been looking here. forward to the conversation. Yep. Um, known you for a long time. So that'll, that'll pop up some in our conversations, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to steal your story. So uh, let's start with talking about who are some people when you look back and think about leaders in your life and yeah. roles they played, who are some of those people yeah. and, and who are, what are some of the roles or the impact they had on you? Yeah. I, I think of my dad, um, who's not only a leader in my life, but a hero. Um fell from the third floor of a burning building um, just to help his family to survive. But I really think of one moment in particular that really describes my dad's leadership over my life. Um, You know, spring break every single year, important time of year for a lot of families, time to like go hang out, go vacation. Um, Me and my family actually just went to Florida this past spring break. I remember one spring break Monday morning, my dad wakes us up at 6 a.m., And we live out in the middle of the sticks, Spencer, Indiana. And he basically tells us we're about to go um, create a four wheel trail by hand in in the woods. So for that whole week, we spent basically 6 a.m. to about four or five in the afternoon working like with our hands, um, creating a four wheel path in the middle. And what that instilled in me was just, I always saw my dad work really, really hard. And I think for me, the work ethic of a leader, seeing my dad work hard. I think that was one of the things that he, um, a gift that he had to offer to our family. And in many ways, there were other things that he couldn't, but just really seeing that it instilled hard work in me. So I think the next leader, um, fast forwarding just a couple of years, coming to college and meeting Coach Hodge. Coach Hodge was a leader. I think there are two things that I really learned from him as a leader. Um, he always maximized the potential of the people around him. He was really a maximizer of that. And I mean, as a college basketball coach, one of the signs is not what you do when you have talent not what you do whenever you're expected to win, but how you maximize, how you grow, how you continue to elevate your team whenever it looks like, whenever it seems like you're not going to be at your best. And just watching him time and time again, maximize the people around him um, to make us the best team that we could be. I think the next thing that I learned from him was the ability to have the hard conversation. Some would say he probably liked it a little bit too much. I was going to say, having <laughs> known him for a lot of years, he was really good at having hard conversations because yeah. he was delivering yes. the word yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. But I think the reality is whether you're a dad, whether you're a leader in a business, an organization, whatever shape or form, conversations that are tough are hard to have. 
And it takes a person that really cares about, again, maximizing the potential, not just of the organization, but of the person Mm -hmm. Um, actually leading a person to actually have the hard conversation um, that not only, again, grows the organization, but it grows the person. So you had a couple of those with him. Just a couple. couple dozen, maybe. A week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, it just shows that how much he cared about your growth. Yeah. And, And. and yeah, those conversations are hard, but you know, you're looking back, you're like, oh man, that's probably some of the best conversations I had. Yes. And, and then like for me, it was um, realizing that as I know, I need to have the conversation with someone, the angst that that produces in me, the realizing like, oh, I don't want to mess up the relationship, but also realizing like, no, if I really value the relationship, I need to have. So that care that you're talking about mm-hmm. is like so essential to like having the hard conversation, whatever it's about in leadership and just watching him like do that time and time again, address people for the sake of the betterment of the person and the betterment of at that point, the team, but also like the organization. Yeah. So because he wasn't coming at you in a place of malice. He was coming yeah. at you from a place of like truly wanting you to be better. Correct. Truly wanting and figuring it out, you know, meeting you half, you know, meeting you in the middle, yep. you know, rather than just, Yelling, you're like, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Yep. So that was always something that I think for myself, um, actually, at the time, I didn't love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who yeah. does? Yeah. Looking yeah. back, I can mm-hmm. see, especially as I need to think about having co- tough conversations with people in whatever um, entity or whatever situation I'm in, realizing like, no, it really takes like actual love and care for a person to have those conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's probably fair. Uh, in retrospect, to say maybe times you were feeling like, why is he being so hard on me? Mm-hmm. And the bigger picture, this is the retrospect part, yep. is he saw more than you, more in you perhaps than you did at that moment. Yep. And he was not willing to let you be less than you were capable of. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, maybe, and I, you can maybe speak this, maybe you weren't ready yeah. to have that realization, but he knew it. He could see it. He could see it. Yeah. I think for me, so I just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was just an amazing opportunity for me. It was sad because Coach Hodge was not there. But in many ways, I remember um, just one particular conversation um, that I had with Coach Hodge. I think he one day had set up the teams so that I would not be able to um, sub myself out, Um, had put all the point guards on the other team. and I get to a point where I'm ready to sub myself out and he comes and he confronts me because as a point guard, you need to be out on the floor. That's your, kind of the your position, your job. If you're not going to be out there, like we're not going to, we're not going to have the general, we're not going to have that. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember him. I mean, it wasn't as nice as what I'm saying here right now, <laughs> but basically asking me the question, do you want to be an all conference? Do you want to be an all American? Do you want to be the, like the player that I see you being? And for me, I mean, like I'm exhausted, tired, ready to sum myself out. But the the clear answer is yes. Sure. And it was, we'll get out there. And it was kind of some of those situations, I think, where it was like, again, pulling something out of me that I wanted. I really wanted it. Didn't necessarily know how to get there. And as a leader, my leader at the time, Coach Hodge, knew how to get me there. I didn't know that that's what he was doing. So it hurt. But now I can look back in the Hall of Fame at Olivet and really say, because of a leader pulling me, having the tough conversations to maximize me. So very grateful for his leadership in my life. 
Um, yeah, I think of someone like Lamoris Crawford. And I think um, watching him as a young man from Chicago, watching him overcome the odds, um, if you will, and just like step into um, the call of God on his life, being married to Megan, having the kids that they have. Um, my wife and I were blessed to be able to watch um, two of his kids whenever they were very, whenever they were young and we were college students. And so just like seeing that example of an African-American male um, who kind of defeat the odds from Chicago, um, long history, right. um, really tough just, situations. Yeah. He really led me by example. And so, um, while me and Lamoris have an amazing relationship today, we had an amazing relationship even then. It was really just watching him from afar and up close and realizing, man, here's someone that God has had his hands on, that God is like really using to do mighty things. He went on to be the Cincinnati Bengals chaplain. He's pastoring now. right now, yeah. comes back from time to time and speaks in chapel. And he's been a leader um, that I think I can just like, I've been able to like just witness God's hand at work on his life Absolutely. and really see the transformation that God has done in him and really has given me, I guess, a vision, inspiration um, that like God can do that in my own life as well. So, yeah. And then I think about your work in, you know, fire, which is yeah. your nonprofit and that you're there in doing for other young yep. women and men. Some of those same things, I think, yeah. that that Lamoris has done in you, maybe some that Coach Hodge has done in you. Yeah. you say, I see more in you than I think you realize is possible. Yeah, before we even get to that, Jeff, you've actually been a leader that has helped me from with Man on Fire. I think um, not only just sitting down and like hearing my story and being willing to listen, but helping me to understand the unique strengths that God has given me and how God is going to use the things that he has blessed me. Um, growing up in a situation where um, you're not often told or um, really communicated that you have strengths, um, really for myself thinking that basketball was the only thing that I had to offer to the world, but learning that, no, I have so much more as a leader than just a sport that I play. Um, yeah, you've had a real big hand in helping me to realize my own giftedness, the way that I'm built, if you will, the strengths that God has blessed me with. And then being able to live into something like a man on fire, where I think the the blessing of my dad, the hard work um, as a um, as a chaplain at a university and as a father, as a husband, um, I still want to work hard for some other things. Right. So then stepping into Man on Fire, I don't necessarily have to, but feel like it's something that God has called me to and want to work mm -hmm. hard in that. And then using some of the things that Coach Hodge has like had taught me about having the hard conversation, maximizing the potential of others, really trying to in Man on Fire, really trying to be the example. I think it's lifting up story um, and then lifting up my own story from the standpoint of like, man, I've been in a bad situation before God has used um, God has used me and then really creating an avenue for people to be inspired, I guess, in the way that Lamoris has done for me as well. And just watching young men and young women like catch a vision that their life can be something bigger than what they've seen before. Mm -hmm. um, and then learning about their strengths, learning how God has gifted them. So I think all of all of the leaders that I've um, grown up under, grown under, they've really served a purpose. And I can see how the the unique things that they 
have instilled in me that I've learned from them. I can see how they're playing out even in my own leadership today. And that's something I've, I've learned from my uh, leadership journey too. And in taking on more employees and more leadership opportunities here within uh, our marketing agency Pathfinder, you know, I was on my own for so long doing my thing. And, and that's something like I look back and like, yeah, there was leaders that were honing, you know, kind of honing those skills. And then what I saw Jeff has was like really kind of like putting a magnifying glass on those skills that mm-hmm. are my strengths yeah. and uh, helping me play in, like lean into those a little bit more because yeah, doing strengths. Yes. yes. Cause yes. Be- because before I was just kind of like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm gonna try- mm-hmm. I was I kind of just like, you know, shotgun effect of just kind of yeah. like trying all these things. But when I started, you know, working with Jeff, he helped me see, Oh, like the reason why I'm good at this area in my life is because that's a strength. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Oh, okay. It was, <laughs> maybe it, I should do more of that. Yeah. And, 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 and lean into those things more yep. and, and, and also help other people find those things. So it was that it was just so eye opening. And, and, and some of the things were very simple, but, but, you know, being so close to it yourself, yeah. you, you just don't see that. And, yeah. and he's like, Oh, well, I noticed these things right away. And it's like, yeah. well, good. Yay. That's good <laughs> stuff. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah, I exactly I had the exact same uh, interaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Jeff kind of like being kind of the, the catalyst that, you know, brought Guides all together. That, yeah. Yeah. It really just shines a light on things that have already been there, yep. but it maybe just hasn't been identified or named even yep. specifically. Yeah. I think naming it was yeah. the one like eye opening thing. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like ideation is one of his top strengths. And I'm like, that's one of the best things about you. And he's like, Oh, I just thought it meant something bad. I'm like, no, it can be because our strengths taken to extreme can become a problem. Yeah. But when he realized no, ideation means I need to think about things before I know what I think about things. Yeah. Yeah. I I would go into meetings and then come away from them. Not, not not saying a whole lot. And, but then the following day, Oh, I have this idea. I have this. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this. I want to talk about this. Yep. And I just thought I was slow or something, you know. And and Jeff was like, No, no, no. You need to absorb yeah. and, yep. and and kind of churn these things and yeah. think about them. And I was like, Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, it, like when we talked about that, it was just saying to him, If you know something's coming up where a person's going to ask for feedback or ask for your perspective on it, yep. when you know more about ideation now, is to say. Can I get back to you tomorrow? Can mm-hmm. I th- ponder that or yep. marinate on that? Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, yep. sleep on it, whatever you want to call it. And then tomorrow, I think I can give you a better perspective of yep. what yeah. my thoughts are on that. Yep. And I think that was pretty freeing. Just very it's much like, so. Yeah. It's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be you. Yeah. 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 And how, who doesn't want to know that? Well, and realizing that was a part of my strength and yep. not a weakness because yeah. I was seeing it as a weakness. And once it became a, uh, a realizing it was a strength, I'm like, oh, yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, I My, like helping people sit up a little straighter going, on, yeah. all right yeah. then. Okay. I have something to offer. All right. This is good. I mean, yeah. my, my ideation always came out. Ideation is number three for me. It always came out in the See, midst of staff yeah. meetings. Okay. Um, and so I'm coming up with all these ideas and they're like, I have no executing strengths. <laughs> okay. So my team are the ones that I'm always relying on to execute, okay. but I'm always coming up with all these ideas. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we haven't yet to execute the things, the last three things right. that you said. So chill out a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's good, good to know though, it is. it's good to know that you have the ideation and it's like, I don't have the executing. So yeah. I, I need to yep. surround yep. myself with more with people yeah. who can do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Which is a huge part, I think, of really being a leader is understanding how gifted you are and putting people around you that can help you um, accomplish the mission, the task. Because, yeah, something I like to tell my team, I'm I'm like, I don't, I think maybe at one time I I said to Jeff, I want to clone myself. And then I, you know, I recanted that. I was like, no, I, I want people that have some of the basic you know, knowledge I have. And I want to share that technical knowledge, Tele- yeah, but I want, yeah. I want them, I want them to be creative. I want yeah. them to solve the problems in their way. Cause yep. having three or four of the brains is not what anybody wants. <laughs> or <laughs> Jeff's, let's just say that. <laughs> or Jeff's too. No, no uh, more than enough. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I want you, I want you to be able to, you know, do this job, but I want you to think, you know, yep. think, think outside the box and, and come up. Cause you know, I, I love, I love what I do because I get to collaborate and yep. everybody, you know, ideas come from everywhere and then all of a sudden it's it's our idea rather than your idea or your idea yep i mean it's literally in a recent interview that we were doing for this podcast the guest was talking about uh uh, some ideas or thoughts before we were recording (laughs) and we the three of us kind of went oh oh my gosh we should do that that would be so awesome right and so sometimes in the moment we're able to just kind of go yes we can picture that but again it wasn't one of us it was three of us kind of going and we could do this and when then we could live and we could film it and then we could, you know, we started creating this yeah. sequence just because we tapped into each other's ideas and yep. strengths. And yeah. That's exciting that. as you know to me. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, uh, we could talk a lot longer. This, this time always goes super <laughs> fast, but uh, it's been good to, to hear your heart and a little bit of your story uh, that brought you to your uh, college experience and then what's been going on in your life and the lessons learned since. And so thanks for, for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Appreciate thanks for joining. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. That'll do it. Thanks again for joining us on leadership level up podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of leadership level up. Please subscribe. So you don't miss future conversations with great leaders. 